Hi, welcome to the Love Your Career podcast. This podcast is hosted by myself, Lauren Severus of Love Recruitment, Love Care Recruitment. The purpose of this podcast is to talk about and give you advice on your career. I want you to be able to take something from these next 30 minutes that you can take into your next interview, your next recruitment process that's really going to help, generally help you to, to become better at the career process. So hopefully you enjoy, um, hope you subscribe and we'll look forward to speaking to you next time. Hey everyone, today's guest is Craig Jones, the Chief Operating Officer of Junior Ventures Group. There are very few people who are as well regarded well spoken of and loved as much as Mr. Craig Jones. So please sit back, take notes from one of the nicest leaders and human beings that I know. Craig, welcome to Love Your Career Podcast. How are you doing? You okay? Yes, Lawrence. I'm good, thank you. Good to see you. Good, thank you. You too. Um, I was saying to you just, just before we started just then, it's when we decided to start doing Love Your Career, the person I wanted to get on almost more than anybody else was yourself. Um, your career journey, where you've been, what you've done, and how people talk about you from even the people that that work for you work 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 around you this theme of which people talk about you is huge and i think a lot of the learnings a lot of the values that you bring to work are kind of what love your career podcast is all about i want people to hear some of those today if that's okay wow mic drop i love that, <laughs> I love that. uh thank you yeah i guess um yeah i don't reflect that often still in the journey but uh yeah that's great it's always good to speak to you and hopefully i've got some words that people resonate with people and they yeah. can take on and so on i've absolutely no doubt from work from recruiting for you and obviously work, working with you as, as as a friend the conversations we've had over the years i've absolutely no doubt whatsoever there's gonna be some absolute gems for people to take away from today whether you work in the sector, obviously the, the, you're an expert in, in terms of uh, the child sport, wraparound care type sector, or whether generally from any part of the fitness industry, wider industries, there's going to be knowledge and facts that people can take from what you're going to say today. I've absolutely no doubt. So I guess the probably best place for us to start is, tell us about your, your career journey so far, if you don't mind. Okay, my career. Well, part of me is a bit strange. I feel like I haven't started it yet. So I still feel like I've got so much to do. Um, but look, it's been a pretty cool journey. Started with, I'm going to start right, start paper round, really important. Um, I think you gave me some values as a child. I also had a paper round as well. Did you? Yes. Well done, yeah. very good. I'd like to think I was better than you, <laughs> well, but it's fine. Well, we'll see. Yeah, um, but extra, even doing extra rounds, lose it. so again, showing um, good attitudes, willingness. Then I went to, all, all below 18, I worked at something called the Crocodile Club, where I dressed up as a crocodile in a short tennis club, which was cool. Um, hopefully engaging and enthusing young people to take part in sport, which obviously has been a common theme with me. Then I went to the Hurlingham Club. What a journey that was. High-end customer service, 10-year um, waiting list, dealing with royals, dealing with dignitaries. Yeah, it was a cool, cool like beginning, I guess, apprenticeship, if you like. Um, then Holmes Place, and that was Holmes Place, and I was obviously children and family. First to do that with them, um, really given some good good advice there and grew quickly. Then Fit for Sport, which sort of, I guess, defined me a bit. Um, 15, 16 years, and now I'm on a second stint as well. Um, so, yeah, growing a business from small to reasonably large and lots of things going on there, which is cool. 
Then went to Espria, fantastic experience in Europe, um, Germany, Italy, Belgium, launched nurseries, um, launched a children's family product programs, changed memberships. Um, yeah, brilliant, loved it. Can't speak another different word, different language. So I was living on hugs and high fives <laughs> as my life is. Um, and then Junior Adventures Group, which is obviously one of our brands is Fit for Sport. So it's sort of slightly going back home, but it's, um, it's a different beast now. Um, so we had a merger acquisition, um, and then we're looking at further acquisitions as well and growth and so on. So back always in the children and young people sector. So hopefully needs to be rounded. Absolutely. Do you, did you find your um, over style, shall we say? I'm sure that become more and more powerful than mm -hmm. we speak. Did that did that um, transfer and was still was still true in the European um, settings, or did you have to evolve and change at all in in, Good question. in, in different environments like that? Yeah, so I, I don't think I've changed. Um, and people say to me a lot, even when I see people I've only saw when I was young, they'll say, God, you never change. I mean, I still look about 12, which really helps, I think. Um, but ultimately, no, I didn't change. What, what it did change in different cultures was how long they would understand and get Craig, maybe. Mm -hmm. So in Germany, um, I remember Thomas saying to me, he's a great guy, um, he, he would say, Craig, just, just wait. You know, they're just going to watch what you do. They just want to see if you're actually going to do what you say. Really important lesson. Um, <laughs> then, and, and then in Italy, oh my God, it's like family. You know, you, they are totally um, come round. You again, lots of affection. Um, speak loudly. I like that. Um, so again, not oh, oh, that felt like home. I don't know if I've got a bit of Italian in me. Who knows? Um, Belgium quite like the idea of kissing each other in the morning. That's cool. That was a great way to greet people. Um, maybe I went in with the lips a bit too often, so that's a bit awkward. Um, but, but again, a great lesson there. And I think no, I didn't change, but I had to maybe learn to adapt. Okay. Maybe in different cultures. Okay. There's a couple of things I'm going to come back to later on that you've said already. But if we move on to your best career advice, if you don't mind, I want to ask that question to you in two different ways. Firstly, to someone starting out. So someone starting out maybe in your sector or generally in the workplace right now, what's the best career advice you give to that person? And then I'll ask you the second part. Okay. So starting out, I would say, if you, if you say you're gonna do something, do it. It's probably the, the most simple advice and, and it sort of rings true now. Um, too often, you know, we, we can talk about things and then we don't deliver and then there's no trust. Um, and that's going to be really important when you're a small business starting out because you're going to be pushing, you're doing everything from marketing to business planning to delivery to dealing with customers face-to-face, -face, dealing with inquiries, all those things that encompasses starting a business. Um, but ultimately, if you say you're going to do something, you've got to deliver. And that, I think it rings true now, but I guess when you're, when you're starting, that's even more important. And that it's not just about starting a business that that's true, I think. Someone who's just starting their first job mm. in the first workplace, being that person that someone can go to and trust that they're going to execute and do something that you're supposed to do. You mentioned two traits when you did your paper round about attitude and willingness as well. Would you say they're important traits early on as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, attitude. God. Um, that's I, mean, it's pro I think it's the most important thing of someone and um, someone having and they people say the right attitude but um, the right attitude 
can be different in certain situations as well. Um, knowing when not to make you speak up straight away and listen, um, compared to being enthusiastic and passionate and mm. trying to make trying to make your way. But yeah, just the right attitude at the right time. Um, so you know, from a simple. Uh, getting somewhere early really important. I feel I've always that's my thing of starting the day early, and lots of people know me that will know you can probably call Craig at six o'clock and he'll answer. Um, you probably can't call him at two o'clock because he won't answer because I'll be doing other things. But the uh, that morning period is really important. I think the paper round strangely probably instilled that in me. Absolutely, I think it's really underrated quality about having the right attitude and being really willing in that first mm. role as well. I my first early roles, being willing to do the jobs and saying, yes, I'll get that mm. done. And yeah. being the guy people gave those jobs to. Yeah. I've heard somebody that's quite trusted early yeah. on. I think that's Absolutely. a really important advice for someone just start out. Maybe not even just start out, maybe looking at first for the first managerial role. Sometimes you can have to do managerial tasks that you might have think, is that quite part of it? Do you know what it is? Yeah. Improve yeah. yourself, yeah. show it, have the right attitude. What about your best career advice for someone wanting to lead a business? And that can be either someone who's watching the entrepreneurial ownership that you've had or working within a big operator as well. What advice would you give someone who's maybe maybe stuck at that senior leadership role or looking to get into that C-suite type, type level? What advice would you give to that person? Hmm. I think re respect each other. So, because a lot of time, especially you know, you can perceive that people will want to climb up the ladder, and maybe that's that's not trampling on other people, but maybe they go about it the wrong way. Um, and that's good. You can probably get there quicker, but can you sustain it? Um, and will you be then job hopping? And again, that might be something people want to do. But I'd say, yeah, listening to each other and respecting each other is is a really important trait. In business and in life, of course, but yeah, I think that that's that's really important to understand that you know, you've got different people all the time you meet, um, but you must yeah, and that's for children as well. I think it's the same. Yeah, you know? um, but also as you get it gets more senior, you've still got to have fun. Yeah, because if you don't, you you just become oh old and not wise. Um, you become miserable, and you know. I don't think anyone wants to work in that environment. You know, you spend a lot of time at work. In my case, way more time than at home. Um, and, and therefore you've got to enjoy it. That's and so the, and and people you can you can't fake it. You know, they they'll know. Mm. People will know. And, uh, children. 100% <laughs> children. I mean, my philosophy in life is should be that everyone should work for a period of time with children, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that because, you know, kids will ask you the strangest things, they'll put you in a really challenging position, um, they've got no filter, so they can ask you a really tough question, you've got to answer it appropriately. Um, so yeah, that learning curve there, and I think, you know, we'd look at each other in the eye more, we'd smile at each other more, um, we wouldn't take ourselves too seriously, and I think that, to me, is an important trait. And when I meet people that are maybe too serious for me, I've got a lot of respect for them, because I think, wow, yeah, that's quite a disciplined way to live, um, but I probably don't make relationships with them. Interesting to say about respect, one of the things that Neil spoke about in his podcast was about empathy. And it's really interesting that two people hold those C-suite roles. I haven't gone into talking about you've got to go off and get an MBA. I'm not saying I'm going off, that's not wrong, yeah. of course it's not. Yeah. But straight away, you jump to respect. Neil jumped to empathy. It's, really, it's a really interesting thing for me to take away from that straight away. 
yeah. um, and people can listen to that as well, that respect and empathy all around you, particularly on the way up to get yeah. a role like that. Is there a single biggest reason, you may have already said it, but a single biggest reason for your progression, for your step that is it what you've just said? No, I think, I, I'd like to think that I would never ask or speak to someone to do something that I haven't done before or would do. Yeah. And I think, I think people know that, I hope they do. And I think that's really helped my development. Um, because because there's a natural respect there. You know, I'm not going to say you need to go and do that grim job and, and that tough conversation. If one, I wouldn't have it, or if I haven't had it before. Yeah. Um, and and that so that's again, I guess, respect. And I think that that feels like that's led to me developing, but it's also led to me. Um, I'm a quite a yes man, so I will do lots of things, and I'll say when do you need it by. Some of my weaknesses of that as well, okay. um, but. But ultimately, doing and delivering, you can say yes to something. If you don't deliver it, then it means nothing, right? So I think that's something that I've been able to do quite well. I've said yes, and I've actually had a decent outcome and delivered it. Um, speed as well is quite important. I think we underestimate um, how quick we can make things happen. It's not to say that doesn't need a plan underneath it, but um, a conversation is, is way better than... 24 emails um, yeah. emails is essential part of business without a doubt but there's times where we can cut through that and okay. speak to someone interesting to say about being a yes man can i ask you the counter question to that is it important in your opinion to learn how to say no it's my biggest advice okay yeah and i still don't take it okay. myself <laughs> but um yeah i think uh, if i was to if i was to go back into and, and speak to myself you know, when I'm yeah. when I'm young, young days, I'd be saying, "Don't be afraid to say no, mate." No is sometimes more powerful than yes. I don't know if I take it on as much, but I still challenge myself on it. But yeah, I, I realise that um, being quick to jump at things and say yes, we can do it, then leads to some challenges. And actually, mm. sometimes that's that's hard to gain the respect there as well. So yeah. yeah, I think no is underrated. We've had this conversation before, yeah. and. Um, one of the key focuses that kind of I've learned over the years is that kind of 80 20, that one thing, focusing on things that are really important, get those things done because they make the biggest difference. Yeah. I don't think you can do those types of things without an ability to say no. And that what realizing what the things are to say no to. Yeah. And that can be a simple thing of just writing on the list mm. um, or having yeah. better filters. Yeah. But it's also just doing that. Sometimes you don't realise how much power, how much power it is to say no to. You actually start doing it. It feels yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. But then you start doing it, yeah. and it, may, it does make a difference. That's yeah. really, really good advice. Thank you. Um, who in your career so far has had the biggest influence on you, and why? Wow. Um, I don't. It can't be one person. You okay. take. You, I take attributes from people. Um, I learn things. I learn lots of things. God, I wouldn't have done it that way. Oh, what happened when we did it like that? Um, so I guess from a young age. Look, my little granddad, absolute legend, um, tiny dude, <laughs> Welsh, um, real like powerful um, in regard to his energy and his enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, friends with everyone, really like that approach. So you must have got a high from the other side of the family. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, my dad, look, ran his own business um, from our front room. Again, got me to answer the phone at a young age. So clearly I was learning a bit then and I didn't realize it. Um, from like a customer service point of view. 
Um, so dad definitely showed me hard work. My mum, bless her, oh, empathy for people. She was a nurse, so caring for people was something that was, that was in her heart. And that's something that I think, sometimes I think I care too much, but I don't think you can. So I, I, I think that's really important to me. I care more about people than I do other things, which again can cause me some challenges. Yeah. So again, learning how to say no and, and making sure I, I'm fair. Um, and then, so that's personally, I guess, and my kids, my yeah. God, and of course, Rach, my other half, but my, my kids are awesome um, in relation to, they keep, you check, they keep it to reality. And, and I remember Darcy, my daughter, when she's five, I used to come back and talk about work with her. And she'd say something like, well, you might just want to talk to him, Dad. You might just want to tell him, have you spoken to him like you spoke to me? I'll be like, no, well, why haven't you done that? You're like, oh, reality. So yeah, and again, that's where I think we never stop learning from everyone, right? So yeah, family's really important, clearly. Um, but then professionally, yeah. you interest that? Um, Absolutely. So I guess lots of different people. Um, in my early days, um, it would definitely be Home's Place was a real, um, they were growing health clubs like every week, it felt like. So it's a great place to learn because I, you were young and you were given lots of responsibility. So um, I guess like Ian Turley, Simon Green off Michelle, um, Dan Bletso, brilliant people. Um, they they gave me the rope yeah. and, and let me grow, which I needed because I didn't want to be shackled. So small studio, how do you make this into a family club? Great, before after school programs, question in the morning, swim school, um, holiday camp, birthday parties every weekend. And then also challenged me on, okay, well, how do we make that more sustainable? And, and the problem I was, it was all about, I made it a little bit all about me. And now I, and then I needed to retract that because then we started to build more family clubs. So how do I train people to have the same, hopefully inspiring, engaging young people to be active, making sure we retain our members and so on. So that, that was a massive learning curve, loved it. Then fit for sport, you know, Dean, massive part of my life without a doubt. Um, good friend of mine, clearly, and will always be, hopefully. Um, but I quite liked, I like anyone with a big why, and Dean had a big why. You know, this is why we're doing it. That big, hairy, audacious goal people talk about, he had it. You know, let's make Battersea Power Station a kids' club. All right, let's do it. Why not? We've got a little office in Kensington, but yeah, let's do it. Sure. You know, let's get the kids active across the UK and find the fittest school in the UK. Let's do a TV documentary. Let's write a book. Well, these things that I love that. All I needed to do was say, was someone to say, we can do it. Yeah. He said, we can do it. I don't think he knew how to do it, all of it. So he needed someone that could. And, and I think together we were a pretty good team. Um, so I learned a lot from Dean. And hopefully these people have learned a lot from me as well. Um, then I guess in Europe, massively was around, yeah, the, oh God, Massimo in Italy. Top bloke, real. He built a real rapport with everyone. Yeah. Thomas was a genius in Germany. Really quite hard nosed, so it was difficult to break down initially. Um, the fact I looked like Mr. Bean helped, I think, because the Germans quite like that. Um, so they thought Mr. Bean was funny, and then I could be him. So yeah, that was fine. And you can act the part just to really emphasize that. That's right. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and then, uh, then we did. The, then and actually making things happen there. So. We did a world record of how many high fives we can do simultaneously in different countries, which again, that was all about culture and trying to make things make things fun, right? Um, and then Junior Adventures Group, learning about, um, well, more about the acquisition. So, you know, people like 
Nick Jones, Matt Kennett, Adrian, they they were they were coming in with money. So I saw them as, oh, what have they done? They've been successful. Totally different characters. Yeah. One a listener, one a ball breaker. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> and one the finance guy. That's cool. And I loved it. You could learn so much from people. Um, and, and again, so really important then, Junior Ventures Group. Had the opportunity to go to Australia this year, which was great. Um, learning different cultures, learn, learning from other people. Um, you can see their structure. I think Mel in Australia, at JAG is brilliant. Um, clearly lots of experience um, and, and in, in my world in regards to children, young people. And then we've got, at the moment now, previously Rene, Craig and Scott, all good guys I'm learning from. I think I've shouted out everyone there. I think you have shouted out pretty <laughs> much So I think, I think my answer is, Learn bits from everyone, but always be yourself. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you again, you can't fake it, right? You've, you've, you can't be someone you're not, um, and be authentic. Um, and sometimes, you know, you might not be the best person for that role or that job. It's okay. Um, there's other things, and there's other things you should be doing, maybe. I think of everything so far, and there's been some amazing, real, genuine things people can take away. But for me, that's the biggest so far, is you can take knowledge and leadership and guidance and feedback, which Abby spoke a lot about in his podcast. But critically, you've always got to stay true to yourself. You can't become... So I think people can start to almost start to second-guess themselves mm. in that type of situation, unless yeah. you have that confidence to still be yourself. Yeah. But so it is important to grow and to develop and listen to people who've been honest with you. Would you agree with that? I would, and, and I don't, and I think it sort of goes back to my school days, I guess. I wasn't very, I, I wasn't not academic, but I, I, I wasn't a good listener. Yeah. And some will say I'm not now. Um, but the theory I really like, I really like to understand theories. And there's a guy now who works for us, and, and I speak to him most early Friday morning, um, and he's got lots of theories that I like to listen to. But I can't apply them all. And if I did apply them all, I'd be screwed because you can't possibly do everything. And it wouldn't be me. And I wouldn't be able to deliver it that way. So, yeah, nuggets, I think, is where I like to learn. And um, But also staying, yeah, staying to yourself. My values are important to me. So they're the things I'm going to live and breathe. One last tiny extension to that. What, if you don't mind me asking, mm. what's the almost the hardest piece of advice you've had to absorb yourself or you've had to give to someone so when you've been that person telling somebody what they needed to hear it's also true to yourself or them but you you've had to either deliver or receive something's been quite tough um i asked the question because i think that's really important yeah so a time where i've had to give tough advice or i've had you've had it given to you yeah probably that's probably that's more prevalent that's probably that's more relevant yeah so i so i've had lots of Lots, two, two or three people really go hard on me and and, and sort of say, um, why are you such a why are you such a yes man? Why do you want to say yes to everyone? But it's, but but ultimately they know why it is. It's because I want to help people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then they they flip that and say, look, you you can't possibly do that. You can't possibly help everyone. You're going to have to upset some people along the way. And I'll say, yes, you might have to do that, but you can do it in the right way. So yeah. again, that respectful to me is how I would then bring that back to my world, I guess. Um, and look, I've had some really tough times in regards to, you know, going through redundancies, going through when you're growing a business, 
can we pay the wages? Yeah. Um, do we have to put a payment plan in with HMRC again? Um, all those things that we would that that were you know stressful. Are we going to get paid? All those things as you as you grow in a small business. Um, then to different challenges now of how do we how do we make sure one our shareholders are happy, but more important the kids and our staff and the people that make the difference in our business are happy. Um, where's the balance in that? And the balance, I've seen the balance go one way, I've seen it go the other way, so there's a happy medium. Um, how we manage that is, is really important. So I guess, the, yeah, the advice, I've had some tough conversations where people have said, you're just too, you're trying to be too nice, Craig. Um, but I believe we can do anything with a smile, even if it's grim. And look at the success you've had. Yeah, on. yeah. I mean, there's a story around make, I remember one of the first guys I made redundant and we, well, it wasn't even redundancy. It was really a sacking, <laughs> but, but we ended up hugging each other, high-fiving. If I saw him now, I'd absolutely have a chat with him and grab a beer. He's a top bloke. It's not about him. It sounds like I'm in a relationship, you know, it's just the situation, but um, that was definitely, yeah, that, those are learning curves. But I, I believe that, you know, even, even bad news, doesn't have to be always bad. There's always going to be a positive. Um, and maybe that's me living in a different world, but I, I believe it. Today's podcast is sponsored by Share the Love. Share the Love is our way of making a difference. For every placement we make with love recruitment or love care recruitment, we plant 50 trees. To find out more, head to our Share the Love section of one of our websites. So uh, in terms of, we've talked a lot about influences on your on your career so far. In terms of the, almost the more that kind of formal side of that or the ongoing learning side of that, how, is there a book or an influence or a podcast or something like that that's, that's influenced you or continues to influence you? You're allowed to say up to three. Okay. Um, so I'm not a massive reader, but on holiday I would I would read. And traditionally, it's always been like sport autobiographies because I like stories. Right? Nice. I like people's stories. I don't like fiction. I like fact. It actually happened. And I quite like it when people exaggerate things as well because it makes it more exciting, which I think people do in their autobiographies. So sport in autobiographies has been pretty key to me and old school, um, whether it be footballers, whether it be cricketers, tennis players, that's where my focus would be. Um, but at the moment, podcasts are cool. Um, high performance, I love. Um, yeah, amazing. And I really like the whole Jake Damien thing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then, uh, and then this uh, Stephen Bartlett is it the mm. new Secret Diary CEO? And um, I said to Alex Scott's recent interview and so on. That was great, really moving. He always gets people crying. So you've, you he's amazing. He's fantastic. Well, yeah. Work on it. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> yeah, those kind of I I do like podcasts because it's easy way of learning. Walking the dog, listening is a it's a cool thing to do. So. Yeah, I'd say they, but but I'm always influenced by people. And mm. strangely, I don't know anyone to say that I'm influenced by young people and children a lot. Yeah. So listening to them because they bring it back to reality. And I think seeing a child once a week is really important for people because again, we can learn so much about imagination, about understanding that that what's important in life as well, um, and understanding how they're learning because we're all we're all the same. Whether you're six or ninety-two, we sort of get we regress anyway and get yeah. to that age and, and back again. So yeah, I think um, yeah, those are my influences. Anyone listening to to this today who hasn't gone got a, got 
um, come across Stephen Bartlett's um, all the high performance podcasts. They're two that I listen to a yeah. lot as well. I read the book as well. Have you read the high performance book? No, I that's cool. Is it? It's, it's just extracts of good stuff. Oh, so amazing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Johnny Wilkinson one particular was absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, it's proper heart. Yeah. It? He's underplaying himself yeah. big time. Yeah. 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 The, uh, jump into some interview type answers if that's okay. Yeah. So I'd like to, uh, I'd like to ask our special guest to come on here this question in two ways. So your top interview tip. Can you give me a your top interview tip for a candidate, firstly? Um, also, maybe a, your top interview for a company okay. to how they can recruit better. You are an outstanding recruiter. Um, so I'd say, you know, you want to make it a conversation as much as possible. When it's lots of questions and answers, it feels a bit cold. You want to build a relationship because you want to be remembered. And what you remember, you remember things that make you smile, things that make you real as well. So you've got to be real and authentic. Don't worry about talking about something that was a bit off-piste as well and not too off-piste. You, know, you can't say, I was hammered last night and look at me now. Um, probably keep it professional. Um, but, but again, talk about things that are important to you, whether it be a hobby, a pastime, a achievement your family talk just add those bits in make it real because people want to learn about the person and then i'd flip that and say if you're interviewing people find out about the person nice um so try and bring that out of people as well because um you know you, of course you need your standard questions i get it and in our world we need a safer recruitment process which is key however get to know the person that will tell you a lot more and that will that's what you remember you know? yeah Oh, is that the guy that did the marathon two years ago? He, he talked about it, dressed as yeah. a fridge. What an amazing guy he is. You know, that's what you remember. I'm not saying everyone needs to run a marathon with the fridge. Does that actually happen by interviewing somebody who was dressed like No, I haven't. But I did get overtook when I was doing the marathon by someone in a fridge. Well, so maybe that's that's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Um, and then for our, I guess, our sector, I always think um, group interviews are the best position to be in because yeah. you learn so much about people, how they interact, who's yeah. the natural leaders, who's the listener, um, who's the planner. Um, who might be the rough diamond that we can mould and shape. Um, and, and because to me, that's like having a group of children in a room. So exactly the same. You see who's the um, who's going to be the cheeky one, who's the one I definitely want to get on my side, because if he's not on my side, the kids are never going to listen to me. So how do I build a relationship and engagement with that child? Exactly the same as people. Right. You want to bring them out of their shell. So that, again, group, group position is, is way better for our world, I yeah. believe, not a one-to-one. You learn so much more. And has there been, in all the interviews done over the years, or group session days, whatever it might be, has there ever been a consistent, almost, I hate phrasing that as the worst traits, but something that people <laughs> do in an interview, or an interview process, that you yeah. see consistently, not those the freak events, but the, the, the consistency of a behaviour, whatever it might be, that you've seen that you'd advise people listening to this today to avoid? It's probably personable, though, to me, um, but... I for me, I'd try and avoid, you've got to gain some rapport before going into the heavy stuff. Okay. So what I mean there is get to get into the interview before you start talking about package and salaries with someone in relation to the person going for the job. Understand what job you're going for and the culture of the business. Um, so you know, recent scenario, speak to someone that's going to be in the field um, and is going to work with the children and young people. We want them to inspire and engage. And the suggestion that, you know, is there an opportunity for me to work from home two days a week? Well, 
There isn't actually, because yeah, your job is with the children. So that's you sort of haven't done your own work a bit there. Um, but I get it in the future, if that's something you want to aspire to, these are the roles that have got that. Yeah. But but going in with that straight away, sort you are you aware of what role you're going into? Um, and then I would say the be look, be interested. And some people just generally aren't interested, you know. Um, but but again, be truthful. You know, if you haven't worked with young people before, if you haven't took a senior leadership role before, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to get the job. Tell them why you want to be there, why you want to do it, who you've learned from, yeah. what mistakes you've seen, what mistakes you've done. Again, don't don't worry about all your successes. And then the worst thing for me is when people would say something like, um, I'll ask them a question and say, well, you've, you've probably read my CV. Yeah, I did look at it. But what, to be honest, a piece of paper wasn't that important to me. Of course, I can see you've had some good credentials. That's fantastic. But I just want to get to know you. Bring it alive. Yeah, talk yeah, to me. Totally. So yeah. don't presume someone knows something about you. Let them. And then you sell. You know, we're always selling ourselves. Of course we are. But um, don't oversell as well. Okay. Yeah. Really, really good advice. You mentioned a little bit about mistakes. I did last time. Just said mistakes play a big role. I think in every career, every life, you have to learn from. Yeah. You have to go towards these these tough things sometimes, the mistakes are often the things that shape us the most. Has it been something in your career so far that's, that's shaped you in that way? Has it been something that jumps to mind? Yeah, lots of disappointments, <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of mistakes. Oh, where do I start? Loads of them. Okay. Um, I guess when, when, and I'm still doing it now, and if people are listening, if anyone's listening, but if people are listening and work with me, um, I've definitely took the view that sometimes I'm the best person to do it. Well, I'm not the best person to do it. No chance. And I've started to get better at that. Um, maybe not the maybe not at the end of the story and journey there, but um, surround yourselves with people that people say that are better than you. I don't believe that. I mean, that have got skills to Absolutely. you that are better in those areas yeah. than you. Because um, again, I would say that about anyone. Don't knock yourself. You know, don't stop thinking everyone's better than each other. They're not, and, and they're better at some things than others. That's okay. So yeah, I, I, I definitely learned that um, don't take it all on, use the expertise around you, Absolutely. but use it wisely as well. Don't think that you're gonna find people that are exactly like you. And I, and I, and I think of people I've worked with that are fantastic, that, we've, that have grown with me. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're, they're still working with some of them and some of them aren't, and they're brilliant and they've gone on to fantastic things and will continue to go on to fantastic things. Um, but I think that, yeah, ultimately, I probably didn't use people's skills enough mm. when I was growing up. Growing up, I'm still growing up, but yeah. That um, comes with experience there as well, doesn't it? There's a book that I find myself talking about all the time, Principles by Ray Dalio. I think we, we spoke about it recently mm. when we met each other recently. Yeah. And it's a book that I've, I've read, um, Cam, Abby and Tom are all reading it at the moment. And there, there's a part in it which, which comes with, ties in with that, it's called Job Slipping. Um, and I felt this, I'm not, I'm not going to shame him by saying who is in business that does do that, but something to do, I, I see it, they, they sometimes job slip yeah. into the, almost that, that job that someone we've hired to come in to do yeah, that, totally. can do. Totally. But you find yourself yeah. doing it. Yeah. I think the first thing is being conscious of it, being aware of it, but yeah. realizing that's, that's just not where it is. It's okay if there's like a big deadline, so if, yeah. if it's going crazy, or you're forcing something yeah, through. Right. Yeah. It's okay to drop down yeah. and help. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. You have to, everyone has to muck in. But what I'm talking about is sometimes people just slide back and slide yeah. down and do that. And that, when I read that in that book, that really resonated with yeah. me personally. So I've done that a lot over the years. I like to think I do it less. I've done a lot over mm. the years. But it's a really important thing to learn from. That's as it goes. Right. You've clearly 
that's I'm learning though because I think I was I was doing better, and then when COVID hit, and I don't know if lots of other people found this in business, but because COVID hit, you had you had less people around you, you went back to end to end, so yeah. you ended up doing it all again because you had to. We certainly did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And therefore that that then disempowered people when they came back or, or started to bring people back. And I think that again is a, so it feels like I was making real massive progress on that, really using expertise. Then we had to go through various restructures in the business, which again, you lose some great people. Um, and you also then bring in new people, so you build relationships. So yeah, you, you want to then show that you're helping, yeah. um, but helping can sometimes disempower. So yeah, that's still, that's one of my, it's one of my weaknesses without a doubt. Yeah. Um, something I'm working on. And then I think what the other disappointment so far, it's just a learning though, really. I don't lose sleep about it, but I, I want to get better at it, is maybe underestimating my own impact. And um, that's not trying to big myself up at all, but I've been put in a situation where you know I came back to a business that was struggling and the team were amazing and we turned it round. But you know, having people say, "Well, we're we're not going to come and support the business financially if you're not coming back," that well, I didn't leverage that for my own self at all. I just thought that was a nice thing to say. Oh, that's a compliment. I love that. Great. I'm in. What do you want me to do? Because because I, I want to please people, and actually, sometimes I probably please people without with detrimenting myself as well. And that's yeah. You know, have I spent enough time with my family? Maybe not, but that's it's okay. Um, we'll get there, and that's why I'm doing it. Is we want to make sure, but I'm, I'm doing it for. I love people more I than I probably people. love business. So that that again is, people will see that as a weakness. I don't. I think I don't want to change that. So stay authentic. But yeah, that people's relationships are as important as business. Because guess what? I've seen when people are happy and when they're working hard, generally businesses are successful. Nice. So you know that that's what you what we want to focus on. The people. Mate, thank you for your honesty. That's amazing. Last question for you today, and I'll let you go. I promise. You have lost, lost to get done today, as always. What's, what's the one thing you've covered some amazing nuggets and information that people could take from this today? What's the one thing that you'd want someone who is wrapping up their notes now, they're finishing off to listen to this, what's the one thing you'd want them to take away from it? Um, I don't know if this is going to have the impact I want it to, but never grow up would be my thing. So try and remember what it's like when you were you're a child and have that inner child in you so what what are you when you're a child you can be anything you want to be you know you can inspire people you can engage people you can show your emotions um you can imagine a better place you know it sounds so wishy-washy this does i know but like never that. grow up because that that is something that you know you when you speak to a child generally you smile inside when I speak to adults, sometimes I cry inside. Why have we lost that? You know, and, and I think that to me is is yeah the, the most important thing. And 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 therefore that's why I'd say you should speak or interact with young people, children, because they're better than adults. They are way better. You're telling me children can run this country better than our governments have. Of course they could. They'd have committees going on, they'd have people, you know, but they try and be adults. Don't be. Keep it. Keep it fresh, and um, yeah. So, never grow up is something that I'm, I'm hopeful I'm going to carry that mantle as well. But yeah, that would be my my thank suggestion. Thank you just breathe that every day in the nicest possible <laughs> like way. But thank you so much for your time. Um, some amazing advice in there. I will wrap up some of my thoughts afterwards. But that was an amazing time to spend with you. So I really, really appreciate. 
the thoughts, the guidance, the, the, the mentorship you've given us from your answers today. So thank you so much. Thanks, mate. And we're sat close together. Oh, we are. Nice. <laughs>